Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee and let's awaken our hearts together. Rhonda. Hi, Laura. Ready to keep on our series of spiritual gifts? I'm ready. The power yeah. gifts. We're power still on. gifts. We're in it. We, <laughs> we are, are in it I've got now. the power. Ooh, yes, that, yes, I have yes. to admit, that used to be one of my favorite songs. Oh, the- <laughs> totally. I think there's a hilarious TikTok yes, with that song right now. A hilarious oh one. My, gosh. my sister was like, we have to do this one. It was so funny. Oh, and I think of Oh, like- no, it was Everybody Dance Now. That's the one. Oh, have you seen that one? No. Oh, it's really funny. That takes us it's right really- back. I know, I know, everybody loved all those songs. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Speaking of power, here we are. Let's do it. Okay. So today is, okay. This is definitely going to be a little bit of a different one. So we're doing um, tongues and interpretation of tongues as a spiritual gift and then intercession. Yes. So these are a little uh, different. Yes. A little different, I would say, than I, I think too, because of how... Most of the gifts are with people, like they they are for the building up of the body of Christ, like, and you exercise them with people, like directly, right? It's like the Holy Spirit empowers them, and then it directly impacts or affects another person. Whereas, like the gift of tongues and intercession, like they're gifts that are more in your, uh, I don't know, it's like it's like more out of discipline and more in yes. your relationship with God, yes. more directed. Yes. Um, in your relationship with God. So, so it's, these ones are a little bit different. Yeah. These are a little bit, the outflow. The outflow. And even with like tongues, there's a lot of opposing views, like different views about yeah. it to unpack. Yeah. Where some of these other gifts that's very cut, like black and white, it's very right. easy to kind of talk about them. This has a little bit more mixed in there and being in the Pentecostal circle too, this does feel a little bit, not complicated, but there's a lot more to unpack as far as what well, not, it's not going to take longer. Historically. But historically. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, all yeah. The Challenges. Oppo- yeah, because we do have different feelings about it too. And we're trying to kind of walk it out as well. And how we feel about tongues and its its place in the corporate body, its place in the private. Should everyone have tongues? So there's a lot of conversations around that. And interpretation of tongues is pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. that one means. So why don't we yeah. dive in? Why don't we unpack um, tongues and interpretation of tongues a little bit? And then we'll we'll, we'll have some conversation about yeah, it. That'd be great. Okay. So the gift of tongues is refers to the spontaneous utterance of a word from God in unknown words to the individual giving the word. So it could be given to an individual or to a group of people. And the central thrust is speaking a message in an unknown tongue. So I think the key port part of this gift, like a supernatural, like we've said, God infused, supernaturally infused, is it's spontaneous. It's an utterance that just comes out spontaneously, a word from God, and it's given in an unknown language, and it's it's speaking a message. And so that could be individually to somebody or to a group, like a corporate setting. Right. Okay, so the interpretation of tongues refers to the ability to spontaneously respond to the giving of tongues with an authoritative message that was given in tongues by interpreting the word and clearly communicating the message given. 
And the central thrust is that in this is interpreting a message given in tongues. So you actually hear the tongues and you know the message that would be understood in that language, like in English for us to be given for clarity and to communicate what the message is. Okay. Can so, I, wow. can I tell kind of a hilarious story about this? Yeah, sure. So like when we grew up, <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> like when we grew up in church, our church experience was that like people would stand up, like yes. let's say like at the end of a worship song or something, um, or just in the middle, like just in the middle of church and they would shout out in tongues and then someone else would stand up and then they'd give like an interpretation of that message. And I remember as a kid, like wondering, how would anyone ever know if that actually <laughs> was the interpret the yeah. actual interpretation or not? Like it's like other than, well, I guess if you had a supernatural gift of discernment That's and exactly. you were discerning it, but, but I had a friend who literally was like, okay, like these two guys, these two little, oh, little naughty, naughty guys. And they're like, okay, in, like in church, I'm going to stand up and give the tongues and then you stand up and give the interpretation. And they were just going to like, just totally make it up. No. Did they do it? <laughs> they never did oh it. But I was gosh. like, oh, I was like, oh my gosh, like that. But how, how would you know? Like that, I re even remember as a child, like watching this happen and just being like, I could just stand up and say anything. <laughs> Lori, seriously. And I kind of remember, even as you talk, because we grew up in the same church, I remember it being around the same time, pretty much every service, and kind of the same person, <laughs> and then the same person interpreted. And I knew who the person like, And the, the same message. Almost the same message yeah, every and, time. And the person that interpreted, I don't know if what they interpreted <laughs> was probably on, because the person was... We don't want to judge, but you could judge fruitfulness. And you're like, I'm not sure if this like, person was so pretty sound in truth. Anyway, funny though. Yeah, that we is We grew funny. up seeing this. Yeah. And it was kind of yeah. part of every Sunday. Yeah. You just were like, wait for it. Yep. Wait for it and happen. Yeah. Now, yeah. So, so this so is what we're talking about. We don't yes. really see this in our church often. It's very, No, no. I've seen pockets of it. Very rare. Yeah. And it is very spontaneous and yeah. really supernatural. Like often the person sharing, you can tell. Yeah. And there's, but there has to be an interpretation with it. Mm -hmm. It's very important. So if God, if the Holy Spirit releases a message like that, he will release an interpretation. And if there's not an interpretation, then wow, that was, someone has walked out, like, like taken a step, whether yeah. they're practicing or yeah. whether the person given, because it takes two. Isn't that interesting? Yep. Like we, I think this is where it's really interesting, this one, because you can give, speak out in tongues and you've been obedient. But if someone is not obedient to give the interpretation, that's an interesting, <laughs> just thinking about that right now, right, like there really right. has to be, <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's yeah. a real step. Now that's one, like that is one, one way, way that the gift of tongues has been used in church that I've seen it used. And yeah. I also think, you know, Paul in first Corinthians 12 and 14, you know, he's giving a lot of teaching about tongues. Yes. So I think the early church was using it in a similar way like this. And in some ways that were, did not have maturity, did not, yes. were not super healthy. So he's bringing correction and, and, and trying to help them use it in order to which the bottom line is he's saying like use this gift much less yes. in public settings yes. like it's not really meant 
for public settings, it would probably be the rare occasion exactly. that like literally as a Holy Spirit takes over. But for the most part, just speak English. I yes. would much rather that you That's prophesy. That's what he says right in it. Exactly. Paul just says, I'd much rather you use, not English, but yeah. <laughs> the language that is understood of the day, but use your native t- tongue like and prophesy so that everybody can be built up and edified. Yeah. So again, like we see, we see that. And we see also that Paul is trying to bring correction to the church very much. And I think some of the tensions that we even have in our own mm-hmm. church and beliefs mm-hmm. that believers have around this gift um, in Pentecostal or charismatic churches, um, very much Paul's addressing in here. And I, I, I love how Clinton uh, explains in the introduction of this gift. He says, the gift of tongues was one that caused problems at Corinth. It was, a, it was divisive mm-hmm. and it was a strong factor in nurturing, in the nurturing of spiritual pride like right there, right? It just, again, reminds me how important it is that none of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us should nurture spiritual pride in us. They should bring us to our knees and bring us to ultimate humility. Um, Clinton says the abuse of this gift brought about ill-desired effects. The apostle Mm. Paul was prompted to write a lengthy section of his letter to deal specifically with this abuse. Most of what we know about tongues is written in this passage. In Acts, the gift of tongues was given several times. In one case, in Acts 2, the men who received the gift of tongues spoke in other recognizable dialects. And, you know, you were just mentioning that uh, a minute ago. Yes. The profound... Yeah, like in that miracle. So this would be exactly like, and it it says exactly what the spiritual gift does. So this is talking about the day of Pentecost in the upper room. And then it talks about the Holy Spirit coming in. This is when the Holy Spirit came to earth. This is literally like Mm -hmm. the tongues of fire. God's people filled us. Exactly. Filled us. And then what looked like tongues of fire appeared on and settled on each of them in the upper room. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And this is Acts 2. I forgot to give the reference, and I'm doing from Acts 2, and right now I'm in verse 5. At this time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers in the upper this, These were the believers in the upper room. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They explained. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native language. So this was, as a Holy Spirit gave utterance and power, them speaking in tongues, and they were speaking in tongues and other languages they didn't even know or have. And people around were coming, and it brought salvation. This was actually, once again, aligning people in power to see the authenticity of the power of God to hear salvation. It actually brought salvation a message. People got saved this day from this moment. And so this supernatural gift of tongues is meant to bring people to the, to the cross and to salvation. Really? Yes. That's how yes. it was used. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so again, so the Pentecostal faith kind of formed a theology around this, around this moment, meaning that, and, and there was sort of this idea that 
when the whole, when you receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, that you automatically receive the gift of tongues. But what actually happened in this moment is the Holy Spirit was poured out on the earth. And from that moment forward, as people received salvation, they were filled with the Holy Spirit from mm-hmm. that moment forward. That's right. Before that, no, the Holy right. Spirit hadn't been poured out yet. But from that moment, and so you can see even in further in Acts where um, the, the apostles are going and they're praying for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Actually, if you go to the deeper interpretation of that, what they're doing is they're praying a salvation prayer for them. Mm. They Again, they're interpreting it as being filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's synonymous with salvation in the book of Acts because at salvation, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But there's a secondary infilling of the Holy Spirit that we call, and that is the infilling uh, like with the gift of tongues that comes. So it's again, another empowerment of the spirit. And that's why it's a power gift. And um, that fills you with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is another expression of that empowerment in your life. And I could remember when I was a little girl and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. it was, like, I, I very specifically have never forgot that moment because like when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I actually felt different. Mm. Like I, I felt a supernatural empowerment. I, that I was filled with a boldness in my faith that I didn't have before. Mm. And, um, I was 12 years old, I think maybe 12. And it was a powerful, powerful experience for me. Mm. And so I do like, I, I have been filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues in that specific way. And it has been a tremendous blessing in my, in my faith walk, but I've never stood up in a public That's, setting yeah. and yeah. given a word in tongues. I've never used the gift in that way. Um, in my own life, I use it more as, um, an intercessory uh, gifting where gifting, I don't even know when I don't even know if I say gifting, but in intercessory prayer, when I'm praying through something, I'll use, uh, tongues. And I also just use it to build myself up mm-hmm. in my, in my faith when I am, you know, praying through something, when I'm mm-hmm. wrestling something out, I'll just begin to pray in tongues mm-hmm. until I feel something give, something mm-hmm. break, something, you know, open up. And, um, sometimes I'll just go for walks around my block or sometimes I'll just pace in my room or, and I, and I feel like that connection with God in, in a beautiful and very special and intimate and and personal way. That's the same for me. Like I was nine years old and I remember being filled at the altar. Someone prayed for me and just said, open your mouth and whatever comes out, let it start coming out. And I remember this feeling like just starting to speak. And I think I spoke for three or four hours. Like I didn't stop. I actually left the chapel at nine years old speaking in tongues, went to bed in my little top bunk, speaking in tongues. And the same thing, I knew it was something special. And like you, I I don't think I've ever stood on a stage and gave a message in tongues. Um, Never felt that and never have had that utterance to do that. But in my personal life, absolutely. I love speaking in tongues to build my faith. So exactly when I'm personal, when I just feel like I'm wrestling with something or even just like activating. It's almost like I feel like I'm, I don't know, sharpening a sword or something. It's like, and I'm speaking the will, like I'm actually speaking a pure thing from my spirit. And I also have to say, I often sing in tongues. So it's also, I feel like it's part of my love language to God to when we're having intimate um, devotional time together. And I'm just sharing my heart. And then sometimes I'll just start singing in tongues. I'm like, 
I don't even know how to express enough how much I love you. And I just start to sing in tongues. And that's kind of where I'm like, this is coming like the purest place of my heart. And that's kind of how it is. It's very intimate. It's used at home in that way. And so I think that's where maybe in the Pentecostal circles, it's been a little bit muddy of why, like, should we be filled with tongues? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit if you're not filled with tongues? And I love how you said that when you are filled, when you are saved, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. That is what enables us to walk our faith. That is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But this is a secondary, like a, a fret, like a secondary infilling and a gift that comes. And so I think the controversy is like, should everyone be filled? Can anybody be filled? And I think like every gift, we have the spiritual disciplines in every gift. And that is not exempt with tongues. And we can desire every spiritual gift. But God determines what we get and how it happens. And I think if this is something you're desiring, ask God for it. But if you don't have the gift of speaking in tongues in your private light, it does not mean you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. So we want to be very clear about that. That's actually not even, for me, I feel doctrinally in the word of God. Like salvation is salvation and we're filled with the Holy Spirit from salvation. So that's, I think, what we're trying to bring some clarity to because there's been a lot of pain and a lot of misunderstanding around that. And, uh, but we want to know Holy Spirit is with you. Jesus promised the comforter to guide you and to teach you. We can't hear the voice of God without the Holy Spirit. And so that comes with salvation right inside. So beautiful. That's really beautiful. And so some of the uses of this gift, like why, why we get, why we have this gift in operation, tongues were used to authenticate the addition of non-Jewish people into God's church. So again, um, just like that Acts two that you just read Rhonda. Um, tongues were primarily used as a sign to unbelievers um, rather than to believers, which is so interesting. And that's the way that we don't really see that gift in operation today. At least no. I've never. No. Um, but that is scriptural. That's right, right out of Corinthians. Tongues are secondarily used for the edification of in the gathered church. Um, and we have seen that. We've definitely seen that um, to worship God singing in tongues. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. So just like you said, um, to intercede as a form of prayer. And again, um, I know the scriptures talk about like when we're out of words, we have no more words to say. That's when our gift of tongues is such a beautiful way Mm. to express our heart to God. Like when we're just out of words, we just can't utter the words of our heart anymore. That's when our prayer language comes in and it's just such an edifying way of getting off our hearts what we need to get um, to God. And to give an inner assurance of communion with God, an affirmation of personal presence of God in our lives. And and that's really, really, really beautiful. I, I love those uses of this gift. And and I would totally agree with what you just shared that, you know, there there have been a lot of just ideas and I think pressure um, around this gift, which the irony of this, that Paul is specifically addressing this in this way. And remember in Corinthians, we see Corinthians 12, where the gift of tongues and interpretation is mentioned. And Paul's actually addressing the church because they had prioritized tongues over all the other gifts saying that everybody should have tongues and people in the church were feeling lesser because they didn't have this gift. Um, they were feeling like the lesser parts of the body. And Paul's saying, no, 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 you're, you're getting this wrong. Yes. No, every part of the body matters and, and is important. Then he goes into the way of love. Everything must happen in love. And I think that that's where we've failed. That's where we fail every time is that we don't 
exercise even our zeal and our passion for God in love. Mm -hmm. And so then we end up hurting people and we end up excluding people and we end up making people feel like they're lesser Christians or lesser versions of whatever because they don't have certain gifts. But we don't do this with any other gift. Mm -hmm. We don't say, you don't prophesy? What? Like, wow. We don't say, you don't have discernment of spirits? Oh my gosh. We don't say, you don't have a gift of helps? Like, oh, like you can't. We don't do that with any other gift. We don't force people to have every gift in operation. But with tongues, Mm -hmm. it's like we elevate it Mm -hmm. separately and differently. And I do think there's reason for that because it is a different kind of gift. Even as we're describing it, it's a little bit of a different kind of gift that has a real connection between our relationship with God. And so even as Paul goes on to describe it in... um, in Corinthians 14, you know, it's Paul's desire as he's teaching us about it, that every single one of us would have it. And I think it's out of that heart that we pray for people over and over and over again. And that with this particular gift, we invite people to ask God to give them that gift. But at the end of the day, we really do just have to trust the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to give any and every gift Mm -hmm. as he wills. But I think the question I'm sort of asking as we're processing this out together is what would it look like to use the gift of tongues out of discipline, not necessarily out of empowerment? Right. What, what is there even a space for that? Because we're, we're talking about that with every gift, the gifts that we don't have empowered by the Holy spirit that come with a great ease that we're to use them out of discipline you know, when we're able to, and and as we're able, obviously the measure is going to be different, but how would that translate when it comes to the gift of tongues or interpretation of tongues? So I know, because even in the books we're reading, it's saying it, they're even saying it's unclear whether these gifts are developed developmental or not like if you can develop it it. yeah can you develop it can you do it like if not and if they are they believe they're kind of like knowledge and words of wisdom that it will grow like a language I guess it would kind of be like a language that if you took it in that context you may get a little portion but you can discipline by just saying it and just saying in your personal time with God yeah God knows your heart oh yeah and just in that personal time just to exercise that and allow God to increase it and to grow it as you spend that time with God, but it looks different for all of us. And yeah. I think that's kind of what we're saying. It's unclear how that even grows. And some, it becomes a, do- a real dominant part of their prayer time with yes, God. Yes, yes. And for some, not as much. And right. that doesn't make you more spiritual or less spiritual, more supernaturally filled by God or not. It just is different. And we allow God to kind of determine that behind the scenes. And But I think like everything, he tells us to desire every gift right and there's a discipline in every gift so i think just to say oh that's too like i don't understand it so i'm not going to practice it i don't think that's also what god is saying here or paul's even talking about he's saying listen desire it but don't elevate it and it's going to look different in all of your lives so just take it before god but go with god and start to just if you have questions about how you were filled by the holy spirit it really is asking having someone lay hands on you and then asking and then in your prayer time opening your mouth and just letting this foreign language come come out for you and I it came out kind of like all at once and for children I often find when tongues does come for children 
it's a little bit easier for them because yeah. they have no filter. Yeah. There's they no, just let it go. No sort of pride or awareness barrier yeah. of like what that, that looks like or feels like there's su- such a trust, yeah. such a trust with God. Yeah. And yeah, it just comes, And some it's like, even some have a great feeling and some kids don't, but they just open their mouth and it just starts coming. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. as we grow older, we can get a bit more, mm-hmm. we're a bit more conscious, but before you mm-hmm. and God, if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. at an altar, if you're, if someone lays hands on you, just mm-hmm. take it for God if there's a desire there. Mm-hmm. But like all things, we desire all gifts and it is a spiritual discipline, but we're today talking about the spiritual gift of tongues, which mm-hmm. is very different. I remember hearing a story and this would be a spiritual gift of tongue moment where they were at an altar and they just started speaking out in tongues quite loudly as they were praying with a group of people and the person beside them, they were speaking in Indian and this person did not know Indian at all. Never been to India. Never. I know there's different, but was speaking their dialect, like understood everything that they were saying. And it was salvation. It was about their lives. And they were like, how did you know? And they had no idea. They just had this spontaneous moment at the altar, not even realizing they were speaking the person beside them. It was a message. And this wow. would be exactly like Acts. It was literally about how much God loved them, about salvation. It was literally about that affirming and I remember hearing that story and being like, wow, that's amazing. That has never happened to me. That is a spiritual gift of tongues, whether it happens one-on-one like that okay, yeah. or corporate, that's, that's supernatural. That's a supernatural thing. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So it's almost like as we even talk about it, there's a little bit of a distinction between, and it's probably more just uh, the purpose, mm-hmm. the purpose. Mm-hmm. So many people, probably more people who have the gift of tongues use it for personal purpose in their relationship with God and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's used to edify the body and comes out more in a corporate sense, then that's more the Holy Spirit empowered, um, the power gift Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. side Mm -hmm. of. So Mm -hmm. I wonder, yeah, that could be a little bit of even the distinction between Mm-hmm. when it's that impa- that Holy Spirit enabled gifting for the edification and building up of the body of Christ to the discipline of like just developing my relationship with God in prayer. That's right. Um, you know, a difference there. And that would be the opposite of the, the interpretation. Outflow. Exactly. Where the interpretation would be someone would give the message in tongues, but you would have the edifying word word to interpret, to give it to, in that language to people understand. Yeah. So in our yeah. language, English, if you would hear this spontaneous utterance, you would know exactly right. what they were saying. And that's what Paul's saying. Like, if you're going to do that, I'd rather you interpret, like edify the whole body. Yes. So that's exactly what we're talking about. So interpretation and tongues go very much hand in hand in a corporate setting. That's really what does happen. Um, but we don't see that often. And it really is like we're saying, like you just articulated, Lori, for the, mm-hmm. I think the sake of salvation and edifying the body and drawing people to Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so. Interesting. What a neat. Interesting. Yeah, neat. I love that. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the gift of intercession. Mm-hmm. So right off the top, um, the gift of intercession, again, is not listed in the same way as the other giftings, um, but it is in the Bible and it is scriptural. Some people, you know, call it one of the spiritual gifts and others, other people don't. So there's some difference in whether this is an actual Holy Spirit empowered um, gift in the same likeness as the other ones. But there's lots of scriptural reference for this gift. And, you know, we see this gift in operation in the body of Christ often. And so the gift of intercession is the special enablement 
that God gives to certain members of the body of Christ to pray, especially on behalf of and for others for extended periods of time and on a regular basis and see frequent and specific answers to their prayer. And so again, um, in this gift, you're going to see people who are easily given over to a spirit of prayer and who are called to pray often for long periods of time Mm -hmm. or very specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, They may be woken up in the night. They may have specific people God places on their heart in a random, complete random moment in their day. And they're called to pray and they're called to pray through things. And uh, it's a beautiful, like it's a beautiful and powerful gift. And often I actually think that the spiritual gift of intercession, um, a lot of people have this gift, but they don't realize they have this gift because they actually feel like they're not good prayers. Um, but mm. God speaks to them in very specific ways to pray for very specific people. But they they compare themselves in the way that they pray to other people. Oh, that's powerful. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do have this gift and mm-hmm. oper- op- operate in this supernatural spiritual gift. But I think they disqualify themselves because they feel like they're not good enough or the right kind of prayers. Do you know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm. The way that they pray. And so um, some of the uh, way that you know you have this gift is that you often feel compelled to pray earnestly or on behalf of someone else or a cause. You have daily awareness of the spiritual battles being waged and accompanying a sense of how to pray. You're convinced that God moves in direct response to prayer. So you do believe that there's power in prayer. Um, You pray in response to the leading of the spirit, whether or not uh, you understand it. You exercise authority and power for the protection of others and for their equipping. You enjoy spending extended time in prayer and worship. You sense when released from specific prayer burdens and when to push through in prayer. You often experience ardent prayer that is physically tiring. You are able to maintain confidentiality about certain prayer needs, and you faithfully maintain prayer for specific situations, regardless of whether you feel like they will ever be answered in your lifetime. So Mm. those are some of the the symptoms of intercession. And we know some people that have, oh, we know quite a few, but these, you'd be like, yes, 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 yes. Check off so many of those boxes. That's exactly like we're... I love that we're just talking about spiritual gifts, but I also love that we keep saying like we're all called to the spiritual discipline. Like prayer is a necessity of your spiritual growth. Like yeah. it's a necessity. You yeah. you can't yeah. get away from that. It really is. But you know when you're around an intercessor yeah. and they talk about their prayer life, you're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you And they think it's normal. They think like everybody gets up and can spend two hours praying nonstop and they could pray longer. Yeah. Or they're just like so burdened for a person and they can't stop praying for them. Like it's literally or mm-hmm. a, like a leader or a work or whatever it may be. Yeah. And it is, it is supernatural. That is a supernatural thing. Cause I think many, that when you don't have that gift, it is a spiritual discipline yeah. um, that you do and you spend time with God. But this is like mm-hmm. such a compelling that they, and groaning and you see them like they're given over to the heart of prayer and yeah. it is the gift to the body of Christ. Oh my goodness. And it's important to to note too that you may not have every single one of those qualities mm-hmm. or characteristics 
characteristics, but that doesn't necessarily mean you don't have a gift of intercession. Like for some people, they're called by assignment, Mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. gives them an assignment, Mm -hmm. maybe to a specific person or a specific family, and they're called to pray for them by Holy Spirit divine assignment. So you might not spend hours and hours and hours in prayer every single day, but you are easily given over to prayer in that prayer assignment that the Holy Spirit has given you, that's intercession. Yeah. That's special and unique and that's given by the Holy Spirit. And so there's sort of lots of different ways that this can kind of show up and manifest. Some of the weaknesses and warnings of this gift are that um, it does require often of the person who's called to, uh, with this gift, to fast and pray or a sacrificial giving of your time. So there Mm. is time often connected to this gifting. Um, there's a tendency to question the commitment of other believers who do not spend mm-hmm. as much time in prayer. So sometimes people with the gift of intercession can believe that others should pray as much as they do. I know, because it's like, amazing. It, like it, this plays out in, in a marital relationship, right? Yeah. Yes. Often, or, yes. or in friendships, like what? Like you don't pray, you know, or yeah. sort of a self-righteousness or a judgment that you know, we just have to be careful of. Yeah. And if you're the opposite, like if you're with, if you're married to, or you have close friends that are intercessors, you might be like, oh, am I even like, <laughs> really like, God forgive me. Yeah. Like, oh God, like, do I really love you enough? I don't spend this much time, but it's a spiritual gift. And I think exactly what you said, it may not be hours, but you are compelled to pray. Yeah. Like I know it could yeah. be in a sitting that you could go on and on and on, or it could, but I also feel like it's also could be popcorn prayers all day. It's almost like you're given over to prayer, whether it's in like a large bulk of time or through the day. It's like you just can't, you're compelled. You just can't stop those popcorn prayers for people or that work or that assignment constantly goes off. It just constantly. So if that's something that you find compelling you in the day, it may not look like we're talking about that, that block of time. But you know, when you have intercessing, like a gift of intercession, when it just all through the day, that's kind of where your heart goes. It just naturally, boldly goes there. So I love that. Yeah. So you could also um, tend to devalue Mm. concise or patterned prayers that Mm. other people pray. And so again, the more you get versed in your prayer, you can easily just kind of put down or dismiss those who don't pray the way that you do. Hmm. You may see things ahead of time and not be free to share them, um, except Hmm. with the Lord in prayer. And so that's, again, a place of real wisdom that you need as the Lord shows you what to pray through um, and how what to do with that. You must carry the burden to intercede, yet also focus on your daily activities of life. So Hmm. some can get so overtaken that they even neglect just their daily responsibilities. And, you know, you do have to balance both. You may feel a bit of a spiritual pride um, when you see that your prayers are answered Mm -hmm. and just a sense of somehow overinflate your part in that, remembering that it is all the work of the spirit and such an honor for, for God to use us. And you may call more attention to your own faithfulness to pray rather than the father's faithfulness to hear. So again, we're all susceptible in every gifting of spiritual pride. It is our, like, it's just right from the garden, right? Right It's that, that pride just wants to show up and take credit. We are are actually proud. Lord, forgive us. I know, I know. And it really, when it comes to spiritual gifts, like if we can get deep in our spirit that any time that God uses us, it's by him, through him, for him, 
like almost take us out of the equation completely. Oh, the better off that we would be. Totally. Don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Yeah. I mean, it's a constant reminder to us in scripture, just humble ourselves before the Lord and just let God use us. So yeah. And, to re- and that like we've said before, remember, remember, this is about the body of Christ. This is not about you. It's yeah. not about even, even what God does as you determine it. Like he determines it. It's remember who he is. It's for him and it's about him. Just remember that's, I think it's always, like you said, going back to that. This is for him, about him and for a body. Like you're one member <laughs> and yeah. really we're one member. Like we're all one part. We're all one yeah. body. Yeah. yeah. Like we're just one part. So yeah. what part do you think you are? <laughs> that's a good that's a good question on the vocal cord no, I'm, I'm joking no no no. no no i don't know that's a good one i have too much pride to answer that question yeah, I, know, right? I don't know i don't know you da, what do you da, think da. yeah you put me on the spot what do you think you I are laura know. i don't know maybe the hand i like to oh, do things i don't yeah, know yeah yeah or the eyes to see who knows oh maybe Ooh, I'm going to start oh, thinking about that. Cool. Mm. Start identifying <laughs> your spiritual gift with body parts. I Well, that could be scary. Okay, let's let's yeah, get off that. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, could be totally. weird. No, that's oh, so beautiful. That's so beautiful. All it. right. Well, will you, you pray for our friends? Yes. Who have the gift of tongues or who want the gift of tongues yep. and um, interpretation and uh, intercession. And maybe before you do, maybe you can actually pray. Maybe there's somebody who wants the gift of tongues right now. Maybe we could just pray for them. Yes. And just let them know how to receive that, that gift. And then yes, let's do that. Let's do it. It's beautiful. Father, we just thank you that we can come to you. And I just thank you for the power. It's not about what we pray, but that we focus on that you hear. Mm. And I love that you just love us as your children. And as parents, when I think about my kids, when they were little and they would just say words of love to me, it wasn't about the form. It was about the heart. So God, may our hearts be postured in a place of humility, in a place of absolute adoration for who you are, because it is about you. And so as we talk about tongues, Father, and just that gift and how much of a gift of empowerment that is, we just pray for those that are listening today that have not been, that have maybe desired this gift or right now asking their hands are out and they're saying, Father, I would love to be able to speak in tongues in my prayer language. I just thank you right now by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that you would unlock their mouths and their spirit to be able just to fill them and their fresh words to come out that are fully from your spirit. So right now, as you're sitting and listening or standing or whatever you're doing, driving, just open your mouth and just begin to speak whatever comes and allow those words to just come as sometimes crazy as they may sound. It's another language. Just like I always picture a little baby as they learn to talk, all the different sounds they make come out and become words. That's kind of like the prayer language. And sometimes babies come out with full words or a sentence. Don't, don't dismiss how this is manifesting in your life right now. So just open your mouth. And if it's a sound, just say the sound and then just go home and begin to practice that sound and watch more sounds will be added. Think of children when they learn a language. This is a prayer language you are learning. And every child's language comes different. The way they develop in that language comes different. And so allow God to develop that and go in that faith. It's really that spiritual discipline between you and him to say, I am activating the spirit of faith to believe that what you are filling my mouth with, Father, is a spiritual language. And I'm going to have the discipline to practice it and to allow you to develop that in my life and to develop it accordingly. And so, Father, I just thank you right now for even that security, that it's not something that we have to sound like someone else or to have 
an experience like someone like someone else, but that we can come to you and allow that to be unique to how you are partnering with us and developing that in our lives because you are a God who speaks to us individually. And so God, we just right now activate that spirit of faith to believe right now that you have infilled us. We just say thank you, Amen. Lord, for the infilling of the gift of tongues. And I thank you, God, in my faith, I'm going to practice and discipline what comes out of my mouth. And so Father, I thank you that it's that simple. We thank you for that gift. We re- You've released that gift to us. We receive that gift to us. And we now walk in the spiritual discipline of that gift. And for those, Father, that have the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues for the purpose of of bringing salvation and bringing a gospel message to spread the gospel and to see salvation. We thank you for a fresh activation. We don't see this as much in the church now, and we thank you that it is in the body of Christ. So we speak a fresh activation, and with that, the partnership of the activation of the interpretation of tongues. If it is not in the language that someone understands, I thank you, God, that you will in that moment be faithful to bring alongside that fresh activation of the interpretation. And so we acknowledge that, God, we fan into flame those giftings, and we thank you that it is about salvation. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ being spread upon the world in languages that people understand or interpretations to allow that message to be understood, God, because it's about the message of the gospel. So we thank you for that, Lord, and we thank you also for a fresh release and anointing and power in intercession, in the gift of intercession. Thank you for the gift of that to the local body the gift of that to churches, to leaders, to just people who are unsaved, just to the world, the gift of intercession. So we thank you for a fresh activation of that, a fresh infusing of your spirit into that. And we thank you, God, that you will always align us to the truth of your word. We will not elevate one gift higher than the other because we realize we are all one part of the body and it's about you. It's always centered. We remember it's about you. So thank you, God, for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit through tongues a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit through the interpretation of tongues and a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit through intercession. We thank you for these spiritual gifts and we thank you that we also can walk in the spiritual disciplines. So thank you for the reminder, God, of how important these are in the body of Christ in our own spiritual journey. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Ooh, I receive that. Amen. So good. So good. Well, today, as you go, remember, God has complete confidence in you. And you are crowned as a daughter or a child of the King. God bless you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.